Sarah Byler, Davy's daughter, bent over, grabbed the back of the stubborn boot, and yanked as hard as she could. She groaned and threw the offensive footgear into a corner of the Kessel House, wash house. Priscilla had worn them again and gotten them wet. Would she ever learn? Resigned now, Sarah found her old Nikes, undid the laces, shoved her feet into them, and tied them again, more roughly than necessary. She'd just have to tiptoe through the snow, unless Dat had shoveled a path to the barn, which was unlikely considering how precise he was with the milking time. Grabbing a navy blue sweatshirt, she pulled it over her head, tied a men's handkerchief low on her forehead, and plunged through the door, bracing herself for the cold and snow of December. Sarah quickly lowered her head to avoid the stinging flakes, then lifted her face to the sky, which was dark and gray, but alive with the swirling whiteness of the first snowstorm of the year. Christmas was only a week away. They'd have a white Christmas. Already the snow was drifted against the corner wall of the new cow stable, where the wind created eddies, same as a creek when it rounded a bend. Excitement pulsed in her veins at the thought of an early snowstorm creating a wonderland for Christmas. It was just more festive with snow. Holly was greener, berries were redder, cookies more Christmassy, gifts wrapped in red and green glowed brighter when there was sparkling snow. Sarah's early morning grumpiness had dissipated by the time she pulled on the door latch to the milk house, where the glass steamed from the hot water Dat had already used. She entered and set to work assembling the gleaming stainless steel milking machines. The diesel in the shanty purred to life as Dat prepared to begin the milking. When Sarah walked into the newly whitewashed cow stable, the two rows of clean black and white Holsteins were already being fed, jostling their chains, lifting and lowering their heads, impatient to taste the richness of their twice-daily portion. Good morning, Sarah. Morning. Dat went on with his feeding as Sarah prepared the first three cows for the milking machines and then turned to fetch them from the milk house. She still appreciated the barn, the cow stable, and the milk house in a way she never had before their barn burned to the ground only eight months prior. It had happened one April night when the buds were bursting open on the maple trees in the front yard. The whole family had suffered a night of terror, of standing helplessly as innocent animals, family pets, faithful workhorses, and driving horses had suffered horrible deaths. The battle against real fear occurred after the local police called it arson. Davy, as a minister of the Old Order Amish, who had lost his own barn, could freely sympathize with Ben Zook and Reuben Kaufman after each of their barns was also set on fire. He became a pillar of support for both of them. His leadership in the community was thrown into question, however, when Priscilla, his daughter, who had been deeply traumatized by the terrible, fiery death of her riding horse Dutch, was questioned by a local reporter about the fires. She answered the reporter in a way that was considered inappropriate for the Amish, saying she hoped the arsonist would go to jail and die there. 
Levi was the oldest of Davy's children and had Down syndrome. He was 31 years old, overweight and clumsy, but he was the character of the family and was known and loved by everyone around him. He enjoyed a life of love and compassion, feeling pretty sure that he was an important part of Lancaster County, especially since the last meeting between prominent members of the church. When he was called upon to describe what he had seen the night of the Byler barn fire, as he had been up and about the house with a sore throat. Levi had an exceptional memory and was astonishingly observant. He had informed the men at the meeting that a white car, maybe a Volkswagen, had driven by the house. Sarah was now twenty years old, tall and lithe, with curly hair that never lay as sleekly as she wanted.